All right, everybody, you have tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And we are just a couple of days away from the Super Bowl, but we really don't give a crap because the Steelers aren't in it and the team from Boston is, and we don't want to go into any more of that. So we're going to talk about a lot more positive things tonight, like the Steelers. Okay, tongue in cheek. Uh, all right. Actually, we do uh, want to update you just real quick. Uh, you know, last week we were really, really um, uh, proud to have on uh, Rick Holman and, and Rick is is up for the Ford Fan Hall of Fame. And uh, last week when we spoke to him, he was one of the six finalists. And, and I have very, very good news to pass along to you. He's made the final three, which means that uh, he hopped a plane to Atlanta yesterday. Uh, actually today, I'm sorry, and um, is is in Atlanta, and and he will supposedly, much like the players, he'll get a knock on his door tomorrow morning if he is going to be the first fan uh, elected to the Ford Fan Hall of Fame. Now, uh, he has uh, kind of been in contact with us ever since we did the podcast with him and, and uh, sending some pictures and stuff, and, and I don't know if you saw these today, but he, he uh, was greeted by Alan Fanica, who who's he's waiting for a bit of a knock on his door, you know, uh, as well. And uh, Fanica said, well, did you get in or not? Uh, kind of like a fan <laughs> to him. And I, I can't even imagine what that meant, must have been like. But he, he took some photos with some other people. I think he met Odell Beckham Jr. today and um, uh, a few others. But uh, he, he's living the life right now. And uh, we, we wish him the best. He is just a super, super guy and uh, totally deserves this. And if you, if you missed the story, of of how he got to where he is um it, it is incredible uh the guy literally gave up everything to get season tickets at heinz field and has never missed a game there in all these years so check out that and uh follow along and we'll certainly tweet out the info as soon as we get the word uh from him if he's made it in or not um ben anderson is joining me tonight and uh our goal is to uh break down a lot of the Steelers free agent guys, the uh, the exclusive rights guys, and and the restricted free agents, and of course the undrafted or not undrafted, the unrestricted free agents. Um, but we'll we'll take a few minutes too and and talk about some comments because a lot of Steelers and former Steelers are making their way up and down Radio Row right now uh, at at the Super Bowl, which is a, a very normal thing this week. And um, first of all, Ben, I I know you have uh, been commenting to us that that it's been uh, quite quite nice there out in out in the west coast uh compared to what we've been dealing with here in the polar vortex uh yeah actually uh it was so nice today that i i decided to go for a walk again at lunchtime because it was such a beautiful day not to rub it at all but you know oh, no. it wasn't like hot it was it was in the it was sunny and it was yeah. in the mid 50s so if you're outside and the sun's shining on you you know it feels warmer well, uh, it was sunny here the last two days. I mean, brilliant blue sky, a gorgeous sun. Uh, the only problem is that there was also a stiff wind, and the temperature um, has not gotten out of the negative zone uh, in over 24. I think we're in the somewhere in the 30-hour period right now, and eventually it'll creep out tomorrow. Um, but it it is... Um, it is an experience to go out and move some snow 
when the wind chill is nearly minus 50, let me tell you. Um, and, and I'm just going to leave it at that because the fans uh, are not here to listen to me wax on about bad weather, but uh, many of them are dealing with it as well. But uh, I'm glad somebody, anyway, is enjoying some decent uh, weather. And um, ironically, just to close out on the weather issue, it's supposed to be 50 degrees here on Tuesday, um, which quite frankly is almost a 70 degree uh, uh, swing. So um, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm not going to get into that debate. But anyway, um, so this week, like I said, several Steelers, um, uh, one of the things, because I've been off work due to the weather, and, and so I've had a chance to watch the Dan Patrick show, and, and he's had a ton of interviews this week. And uh, Jerome Bettis was on. And, you know, the bus, um, um, I, I think we sometimes forget, he did not play ever for Mike Tomlin. Um, of course, retiring right after Super Bowl forty and, and Bill Cower and everything. And, and so he doesn't necessarily know uh, uh, Tomlin's style all that well, but he's got many, many friends in that locker room and stuff. And, you know, it, he, he pretty much said that, that there's accountability that goes all the way around for the current problems there. Juju Smith-Schuster was on, and, and he, you know, he became the second Steeler to use the term the Kardashians after uh, tight end <laughs> Jesse James said that right after the season, um, but but also kind of said we need to take care of our bullshit, and and pardon the, the language, but that's what he said. <laughs> Did he say that, and, really? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, he said that on uh, – he said it a couple of times. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and Juju's funny because he's so – soft-spoken kind of I, I you know when he talks he, he he's not I don't know you you expect him to sound different than he does maybe that's what I mean to say um but just to hear him say it it was kind of funny um and then Heinz Ward today um did not hold back he was he was on several outlets Jim Rome number one um you know and and again said there's accountability everywhere he he, he definitely pointed out Mike Tomlin and and look we've you know, we think Mike Tomlin's a good football coach, but we also acknowledge the fact that that he has some culpability in in what's gone on too. So, um, a lot of guys still throwing some th- some stuff out there, Ben, and and I I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm just ready to get to the combine so we can talk about other stuff. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I'm not really <clears throat> upset though with. Mm-hmm. Hines for calling it out the way he sees it. Um, and I, I know a lot, a lot of the people that are going to be listening are going, yeah, good. He should right. say that it's all Tomlin's fault, which I'm sorry. It's, it's not There's a lot more nuance <laughs> to it than that. There are issues yeah. that run a lot deeper than Tomlin. Um, but I don't really have any issue with, uh, with Hines calling it out the way he did or with Jerome calling it the way he did. And I have none. Mm-hmm whatsoever with uh with Juju's self-criticism if you will because he's a part of that team too and yeah, absolutely so if he's criticizing a team he's criticizing himself and so I'm I'm fine with it uh there are some others that mm-hmm. uh seem to have an agenda and I have <laughs> less respect for and you know I'll kind of leave it at that there are some some people that are acting like bitter ex-girlfriends and should knock it off. 
Well, and, and, and that bitter ex-girlfriend is James Harrison, who, who uh, as we know, got quite a bit of preferential treatment himself, sleeping through meetings and uh, just one example. And, and yet he has no problem talking to Antonio Brown and getting fed who knows what kind of information. And, and, and I think we've said this before on previous shows. I think James Harrison is trying to work himself into a media role. Um, he's on Fox sports all the time. He's, he's popping up just about everywhere, um, trying to get himself in, into the NFL media world, much in the same way that, that Ryan Clark did. Now the difference, I think Ryan Clark had kind of already started doing that during his playing career. I don't right. think James really started it until he finished, but, uh, to me, yeah. it's pretty obvious that's what's going on. Ryan kind of had the personality to go into media yeah. before, yeah. before he ever retired and, kind of has that personality anyway where he's a guy who can stand in front of a room full of people and speak uh Mm -hmm. and that's why he was the player rep when he played in pittsburgh the nflpa player rep that's right that that really wasn't a surprise when he transitioned over you know um that, that didn't really shock me james may or may not get a role doing that you know i he's not great at it in my opinion and that's mm-hmm. completely subjective he's not great yeah, at yeah. it in my opinion but he's also not as bad as like uh, i don't know jason witten or emmett smith who were are horrible Awful. or or Awful. ray lewis and i grant you know these are all guys from teams i don't like but i'm talking about those guys as personalities they are not right. good in front of the camera well. um Tony, Tony Romo's from a team we don't like, and I think right. he's out. And he's really good at his does. job. And I, I wanted yeah. to hate him when he when he started yeah. the games for CBS, but he's so good at it. How yeah. do you dislike the guy when he's doing a good job? You know, especially when the right. when the option, the alternative was Phil Sims. Phil Sims. <laughs> the football. And that guy's a football player, and he's playing the football. It, God, it's amazing he lasted in that role as long oh, as he did. Such a jack. Oh. Uh, in any case, we could go on and on about that, but let's let's actually talk about some some Steelers stuff because um, the Steelers are going to have some decisions to make uh, with regard to players. Now uh, we were, we were chatting because I, my list did not include these guys, but, but three um, uh, exclusive rights, free agents have already signed uh, Cam Canada, the long snapper. Um, and also um, Mr. Uh, Dangerfield has also signed, not Rodney. Okay. Not Rodney. The other one, Jordan. And um, Zach Banner, the offensive tackle that was signed uh, during the season, they are already back in the fold. So we'll kind of start right there. And, and, and Ben, we'll just kind of, you know, I'll throw these names out and we'll just touch on which of these guys. Um, and of course, with exclusive rights free agents, it's very, very, very strict in terms of, of what these guys can do. It's basically either sign with us or don't play kind of a thing. Right. Um, so they, they get offered the, the league minimum for the number of years experience they have as a player on a roster. And for a guy like Jordan Dangerfield, who's 29 years old. Yeah. This will be his third year. Next season will be his third year in the league. And, uh, you know, hey, kudos to him. There are, you know, I guess there are 1,800 jobs, fine, in the mm-hmm. NFL. 
But you have to be a pretty damn good athlete to make an NFL roster, and he's done it. So, yeah, good for him. But I wouldn't say at 29 as an exclusive rights free agent that Jordan has a real bright future in the NFL. That's that's me. Now, Cam Canada is 26. They apparently think quite a bit of him. Um, uh, he could be around for the next decade as a Steelers long snapper. And that's a great job because, you know, once you get to the point where you, you've been in the league about six or seven years, you're making a million bucks a year to snap the ball. Yeah. Greg Warren, you know, the man's set for life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and let's also not forget that Cam Canada uh, beat out a sixth round draft pick and Colin Holba. Right. Uh, you know, so you, you kind of want to hang on to him as long as you can to justify uh, keeping him instead of the Well, draft uh, apparently they really like him. So, uh, you know, yeah. hey, it, it sounds like everything kind of worked out. The two guys right. I really wanted to talk about in terms of the exclusive rights free agents list were Matt yeah. Filer, who played over 60% of the snaps this year on offense, yeah. and Mike Hilton, who played – 56 percent of the snaps on defense and Hilton missed some time during the second half of a couple of games right second halves of a couple of games mm-hmm. where he was sat down and uh he still played over over 55 percent of the snaps both of these guys again are are going into that that third year uh where they're going to make a little more money than right. they did before, yeah. Yeah. but they're not making big money, and both are exclusive rights free agents. I expect both to be tendered, you know, quickly. I'm not real concerned about it, but if I were an agent representing either one of them, I might try and see if I could get a multi-year deal out of the team, and especially for a guy like Mike mm-hmm. Hilton, who's who's basically a starter. Matt Filer started a lot of games this year, definitely proved his worth. I might be trying to angle for more money before I just signed them, but uh, they don't really have much option, as you pointed no. out. No, right, right, and that's then that's the issue with that. And um, Filer, is there the possibility that he goes back down and plays some guard? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He he was great at guard. Yeah, and you've got when. Let's just say hypothetically. You you get uh, Chooks up and running. Gerald Hawkins is back in the mix. Uh, you've got AV on one side, Hawkins, Chooks. You may have mm-hmm. hot and cold running tackles. And you've got a guy in Filer who can play all five positions. Now, I'm not saying he's like a bona fide center, but apparently in an emergency, he can play he center. He can do it. Right. He can snap the ball. Um, you know, the same thing happened before with, uh, um, Beecham, Kelvin Beecham or Beecham. Yeah. And Hubbard yeah. and Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. Hubbard was awful center. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. But he could do it in a pinch and Kelvin Beecham, the same deal. He was a, you know, he was a five spot guy. He, he learned the assignments for all five guys and he could snap in a pinch. Yeah. Hubbard. I forgot about that, man. That, oof. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That yeah, was rough. It was. It was. It was hard to believe that was. It was the same guy in, in some ways. <laughs> and, and, and Chris, if you're listening, I'm not knocking you at all, man, because I loved you at tackle. Oh uh, yeah, 
It's not so much at center. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, a couple of the other uh, exclusive rights guys. Um, let's see here. Keon Adams, uh, outside linebacker. Malik Golden, safety. Keith Kelsey, inside backer. And Jake McGee, um, tight end. Um, now, you and I both like McGee, and we thought he was going to push pretty hard for a roster spot before he got hurt right uh, in camp, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought yeah. Mike Tomlin liked him a lot, too, based upon his comments about him constantly, you know, daily. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and McGee's another guy. He's 28. Ooh, you know, he's, yeah. he's getting to the point now where it's either make it or, you know, you're done. You, mm-hmm. you know, you get to 30 and you haven't made a roster. You're, you know, you're kind of out yeah. of it. Um, Malik Golden, kind of whatever. Um, Adams, you know, that's a no-brainer. They're going to bring him back. Yep. Keith Kelsey, same thing, I would think. Um, Joseph Cheek, this name doesn't even – I don't even know who he is. Uh <laughs> A right tackle who spent the year on injured reserve and is an exclusive rights free agent. Probably a guy who was injured last year in camp. Um, I wonder if he comes back. But uh, right. did I miss anybody there? I, I don't think so. I think we're good on the uh, exclusive rights guys. I, You know, yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey's I did miss somebody. Types. Matt McCrane, my friend, the kicker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. The late edition. Yeah. Um, uh, they they want to keep him. They're going to bring him into camp. Um, to compete with Chris Boswell. Now, I think it's important for everybody to, to recognize, though, yeah. that Boswell has, I think it's a $2.5 million bonus due on the fifth day fifth day of the league year. Yeah, so that I would need be to look yeah, that up. March 18th, I believe, because I 17th. believe the league is 17th. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ben's point of interest, this is completely off the subject, but Ben right. does actually do the uh, third day of the league year. So it's due the 15th of March. And all they're trying to do there is just the team and the agent built that into the contract mm-hmm. to force everyone to make sure there was a contract extension before the beginning of the league year. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask you from the fan perspective here. Do they have to have that contract uh, uh, restructure, whatever it is they're going to do, done before they get to that third day? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They have to. And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, A.B., Antonio Brown, has a $2.5 million the roster bonus due the fifth day of the league year, which is March 17th. Okay. And they have to decide what they're going to do. They'd like to decide. They don't have to decide, but they'd like to decide what they're going to do about AB before that roster bonus is due. Either trade him or uh, uh, trade him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they need to bear in mind what those consequences are going to be Yeah, when they're doing Ben's contract. Now, there are a lot of roster tricks they can play with as far as Ben's deal goes. Ben's got about $6 million in bonus proration that will absolutely hit the cap next year before anything else does. A new salary, new bonus proration, new anything, $6 million. But the good news is 
for a quarterback, $6 million per year in bonus proration is very, very low. So Ben's cap number next year is projected at $23 million. They could lower that drastically if they wanted mm-hmm. to. It would be irresponsible to lower it too much because the lower they make Ben's cap number next year, the higher his cap number will be in subsequent seasons. In subsequent years. You kind of you kind of want to smooth it out so that it's, you know, it's kind of equal every year. So you don't have these huge spikes at the end of contracts. But then the other thing they can do is what they did with uh Keith Miller and Troy Polamalu is uh-huh. when they gave them their last contract extension, they put phantom years on the end of both contracts. They put years on the end of the contracts that they knew the players weren't going to play. And that allowed them the opportunity to make that bonus, that bonus proration number even smaller. So let me just briefly explain that and the way it bonus proration. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm ahead. not going to give you the details, but let's just say hypothetically that Ben signs a new contract, mm-hmm. four year extension. So the, the whole, the whole of the contract is worth five years, one year that he still has left plus four years from the extension. They give him a $30 million signing bonus, 30 million divided by five years is 6 million per year. So you're going to have right. 6 million per year that is paid out day one when he signs it, but it only counts 6 million per year for the next five years. So okay. it's, it's yeah. amortized, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if basically the, the 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 greatest number of years you can you can extend that out is five. So if you put two phantom years in the end, let's say they expect Ben to play another three years, maybe four or whatever. Right. They yeah. go ahead and they tack on, make it make it a five year deal to smooth that out. Rather than having a ten million dollar per year bonus proration, they bring it down to six million. That's that's all it is. It's just a, a cap trick. It's an accounting trick. Nothing else. Um, and I can give you all kinds of details about it. If yeah. you guys are still awake and listening, I hope you are. <laughs> if you want, hit me up on Twitter. I'll discuss it with you. I don't want to get into the minutia here. No, but but the the, the point is is that. When the league year begins, that's when all of this stuff starts to kind of unravel, and that's that's when teams, you know, and in this case the Steelers have to make decisions. Um, but but let me uh, first just say again, we're we're proudly sponsored by Twenty Six Shirts dot com slash Pittsburgh, and right now you can still get the Cubist Penguin T shirt. It's kind of a neat looking shirt. Spe- especially if you're a Pens fan, um, made from the great high-quality stuff as always. And the most important part of it, guys, is 8 bucks from every shirt that you buy goes, in this case, towards the Greater Pittsburgh uh, Food Bank. So please consider doing that. Help out 26 shirts and also help out the food bank at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's kind of so- cool. I, I, I'm really, really proud. I know I talk about this all the time, yeah. but I'm really proud to be associated with 26 shirts. They are, they are a for-profit business. I want you guys to understand that they're not yeah. just a charity. But right. I mean, Dell has a family and a mortgage, and yep. you know he's got responsibilities. But what he's done is try to change his bus- the business model from just a for-profit company to a hey, what if we gave one third of the money we take in, not not the proceeds, but a third of our entire revenues to charity 
what could we what could we make happen? How much could we give away? And it's become a big yeah. deal. And yeah, yeah, the product is cool. I love it, but their mission is so cool. Yeah, and, and every and time I, you buy a T-shirt from these guys, eight bucks goes to a worthy Pittsburgh area charity every time. Yeah, and they're well over half a million dollars in in donations, um, which is unbelievable. Uh, they have a huge, huge, huge following up in Buffalo, where you know Dell was one of the originators of Bill's Mafia and everything. If you don't know a lot about him, and he's he's going to come on the show here during the off season. He's he's been bugging me, and and we just got to get the timing right and everything. But um, yeah. I'll echo everything that that uh, Ben just said, and and please, you know, please consider uh, patronizing them uh, as much as possible. Um, let's move into the uh, restricted free agents, which there are only three here, Ben. Um, you've got LJ, or excuse me, uh, Xavier Grimble, BJ Finney, Eli Rogers. Um, what do we see happening for these three guys? Uh I see all of them coming back. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I uh, I'm not an LJ Fort fan. I know that's not a popular opinion, but LJ mm-hmm. Fort should be LJ Fort should be a core special teams player. He should be that guy you love running down the field, yes. covering kicks, who never plays defense. That's who he should yeah. be. He should not be a guy that comes in and plays on every single third down because the Steelers' inside linebackers suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I love his effort. I, I'll never question his effort. Oh, yeah. I'll never and his straight line none, speed. None right, his straight line speed is awesome. Right, but in terms right. of like good linebacking play, no, <laughs> I no, no, no. I, I'm I'm right with you, and um, I, I Vinny do, is a no brainer. Yeah. They're gonna do a multi year deal with him. If they don't, they're idiots. Um, and uh. Rodgers, I think, I think they'd like to bring him back. I think they ask him, does he want to come back? Because yeah, I agree. I, I mean, he, he showed... was restricted last season. You realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. He was restricted last year, but he didn't play enough this year to get a year of service. Right, right. That's and they, you know, kind of crappy. It, well. As you well know better than I, uh, with with this whole uh, uh, NFL football salary structure, there's there's a lot of crappy things that that are attributed to it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Finney, I, I think you're probably with me. I, I like him a little more as a guard than I do a center. Yeah. Um, completely agree with you. You know, and, which is and, funny because he was drafted as a center. Yeah. Yeah, and and so so that'll segue into this because Ramon Foster is an unrestricted free agent. Um, he has not been exactly shy about the fact that he wants to get paid, um, but he's 33 years old, and I think the play has declined a little bit, and I think they would love to slide B.J. Finney into that, that spot. Yes, no. I think they would too. The the common thought right now is that since Art Rooney said that they'd like to bring back the entire offensive line, mm-hmm. that means that they will not be cutting um, Marcus Gilbert, nor will they let Ramon Foster leave in free agency. Yeah. I kind of think that was just talk 
for I agree show. I really don't expect either guy back. Um, Foster, as you just pointed out, has made it clear he wants to get paid. I don't think he's that good a guard. I love the guy. Love him. Oh, absolutely. Love him. Would love him to play there next year at an affordable price. Like, bingo. Three and a half, four million. Um, You know, I I just don't don't expect him back. And, And when you look at Marcus Gilbert, who's missed 22 games over the past two seasons. Yeah. He's not a bargain anymore. He was a bargain. Right. He was a bargain at right tackle because he was playing at a very high level for about $6 million a year. But he's not that guy anymore. And if you cut him, you save $4.9 million against the cap. To me, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, if the guy isn't going to play, why keep him? He's not Aaron Did Smith. He's not a guy who gives you a ton in the locker room as a leader or no. you know, a guy that, that that everybody loves and rallies around. Um, no. Is it is it possible he gets traded for what? A conditional well, seven? Yeah, I'm not suggesting he's gonna bring in a haul. I, I'm just saying I, I mean at most you're gonna get a conditional seventh for him, and that's gonna be if he can stay healthy and play X number Bingo. of games, exactly. and I don't think that he could do that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, wh- what's that, it That's worth? exactly my thought process. Right. You're, you're probably getting a seven. You get, no, no, no. A I, conditional I mean, seven. And I don't mean this year. Well, yeah. I mean in 2020. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. If he plays, if he is on the active roster, game day roster, for this number of games, we will give you a seventh round pick in 2020. I guess that's better than nothing, but it's better than cutting outright, you know. Yeah, but it's not. Um, it's not like you're going to get anything great for him. I don't think. Yeah, it, it's this, not. This, yeah, it, this narrative that he's out there as trade bait, and you know the Steelers could net something. And no, no, that's that's way overblown. They're going to get nothing that helps them this year, and what they get ultimately for him if they traded him probably will amount to nothing. It, you know, it'll be a seventh round guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there've been some seventh rounders that, that were, were successful. Calvin Beecham comes to mind. Beecham was not only a seventh rounder, he was a compensatory seventh rounder. So he was yeah, all the way at the pick. end of the seventh. And he was, you know, he's a success story, but that Huge. guy is the exception, not the rule. He is the exception. And people need to realize that, not just go, oh, well, well, he was this. So, well, James Harrison was undrafted, and he and he's going to – no, stop. Those guys are the exception. They are the exception. Big time, big time exceptions. Um, let, let me rip through the rest of the uh, unrestricted free agents here. Um, we already talked a little bit about Foster. I, I agree with you on Foster. I, I think he's gone unless he chooses to come back at a reduced rate. Um, Tyson Alaalu, um, unrestricted free agent. Personally, I think he's a guy you bring back, especially look, you could say if the price is right for all these guys, but he's one of those. I think he's a good guy. I think he's, he's more than capable of being great depth on that defensive line. I would like to see him back. Uh, I'm kind of back and forth on that. I'm kind of on the fence with Tyson. Okay. I, you know, he's, um, and I'll tell you why he's 
he's aging. And I, I oh, like sure. Tyson. He's fine. He's capable mm-hmm. at this point, but he's not going to get better. We've we've seen his best. And you got three guys at the front that are good players yep. into it, Hayward and Hargrave. And you need to get some guys developing behind them. So I'm kind of, man, yeah, let's see what happens in the draft. If a, de- if a good defensive lineman falls yeah. to the Steelers in the draft, then you don't sign – you don't resign Alu Alu. If one does not, then you bring Alu Alu back, but you wait until after the draft. Oh yeah, I, I totally see where you're going, and, and and I'm looking at it from the perspective of today um, that that I would consider bringing him back. But absolutely, if you can find uh, even somebody in free agency that might be a little younger and maybe has a little more upside to him, then by all means. Um, but yeah, just as I sit here today, I I think I would want him back. Um, Jordan Barry, punter. What do we think about Mr. Barry? I know, I know what I think. You sign a new multi-year deal. Really? Yep. You think they keep him around? Yep. They, love they like him. He is good at. He is. He's a specialist at what they keep him around for, which yeah. is dropping the ball inside the opponent's twenty when there's the opportunity to do so. I think he had a better season in terms of both gross and and net average. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that our punt coverage teams are atrocious, but I attribute that to Danny Smith, Mm -hmm. not to to Jordan Berry. So I bring him back. Uh, That's me. Mm. Okay. Uh, What do you think about Cody Sensabaugh? Because he played over 70% of the snaps on defense this year. Well, you know, Personally, I, I've always viewed him as just he, he he's a backup and that's it. But when you bring a guy in, and, and, and let's be honest, he played predominantly because of the struggles, and, and that's probably a weak term, for Artie Burns. Um, you know, I, I don't see Sensabaugh as being a long-term fix by any stretch, and I have to believe they're going to address this situation uh, in the draft. Um I, I guess again, if you can bring him back at a decent number, then sure. But man, I'm telling you, Ben, he doesn't do a lot for me. Um, no, I, you know, I agree he, with you. He he should be he should be a backup. Yeah, uh, he should be your third corner. Uh, he's not a guy that is going to scare anyone. Nope. Uh, he's 31 years old. But if you can bring him back at the same price. Was making one point three million dollars per year, yeah. and I'll be honest that that probably would be difficult given the number of snaps that he's played. Right, he'll want more. He'll want more. So that's that's another guy that you wait until after the draft to resign because he's not going to have a strong market in free agency. I don't think. Um, so you kind of have to keep in touch with him. You know, you have to go. Hey, yeah. we want you back. If you start getting calls, you know, you need to let us know what's going on. But we want you to come back. We just we also don't want to interfere with mm-hmm. your ability to make money on the free agency market. However, right? No, I, that's a good way to put it. Um, Anthony Chicillo. I would be just <laughs> fine if if uh, Chicillo left personally, but given how little depth they have behind Chicillo, they have Ola and they have Keon Adams. Yeah, two guys who are unproven i mean ola looks good 
I mean, he looks yeah, like he's got raw potential. Yes. He could be the guy. Adams has some potential too. I I like him, especially yeah. on that left side. Yeah. So you know, you want to develop those guys. That's another reason in my mind to let Anthony Ciccolo leave. But yeah. <laughs> they love um, him on special teams. I could just be, yeah, yeah. He's his core special teams guy. Um, yeah. I could just be, um, trying to read this the way I mm-hmm. want to see it because I want Ciccolo to leave. What about Jesse <laughs> James, Mark? He played well, 50% you know, I'm of the working snaps my way. on offense. 50%. Yeah, I'm working my way down the list. Uh, That's important. Well, I, I think you have to – I mean, first of all, the guy is durable. I mean, what, I think he's missed one game, maybe, in his career. Any games, has he? Yeah. Uh, he's incredibly durable. You know what you're going to get with him. He's he's a, a, a blocker. I'm not going to say he's average. I'm not going to say he's good. I'm not going to say he's bad. He's a blocker. Um, and you know what you get from him receiving-wise. You're going to get a guy that catches the ball, turns, and probably gets a yard. All right? that That's yeah, what you're going to get in most cases. He was cases. a little better this year than that. He was a little he better than was. that. He was. I'll give you that. Um, but, you know, where are they with Vance McDonald? I mean, he stayed relatively healthy this year. Um, and, you know, he had uh, arguably the play of the year with his stiff arm, but that's one play, everybody. You can't judge the book by the one play, you know. So I, I think he's back, but again, based on what his comments were about the whole Kardashian things, the locker room, all that stuff, maybe he doesn't want to be back. Well, uh, uh, let's let's reel that in a little bit. I think that okay. primarily the, – the bulk of the drama is coming from one guy, okay? Yeah. From yeah. the guy with the, the number 84 over his locker. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be back. So I would expect Jesse to be back, too. Yeah. Uh, the question is, at what price? He's another guy. I mean, he if he he's an opportunity now to go out into free agency and basically shop his dependability. And that's mm-hmm. that's the adjective I would use for Jesse James and, and as his performance, you know, as it applies to his performance as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Looking back, the last three years, 2016, mm-hmm. 17, and 18, he played in all 16 games all three years. Yeah. Uh, 2015, he only played in eight games his rookie season, but I don't know that he missed any games because of injury. Uh, that hasn't really been an issue. No, he's got reliable hands. Uh, he's got decent straight line speed. He's got a good vertical. Mm-hmm. He's not a re- he's not a guy who's going to make anybody miss. He doesn't have any real no. good lateral agility. But the reliability, the fact that he's out there always, that you throw him the ball on third down and he catches it. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy who drops a lot of passes. Um, you know that's why I bring him back, and and I. Try and bring him back at a reasonable price. I don't know. Tight ends aren't that cheap, honestly. No. If you bring him back, it's probably going to cost you in the neighborhood of three and a half to four million dollars per year. Well, so, quickly, do you think they look at tight end in the draft? Uh, it's a really good class. They might. Yeah, you yeah know, it's but, deep. Yeah. But the, the way I look at that is. They're going to look at that to replace 
Xavier Grimble, who, you know, in my mind, ain't great. And, uh, no. You know, they're probably going to tender him, too, which I think is silly. He played 15% of the snaps on defense. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Cause yeah, it's hard to say. Even the, an original round tender, which would give them nothing if he left, is going to be in the neighborhood of $2 million. So they they may not. They may just go, eh, no, let's not do that. You know, it's going to be over $2 million, actually, because last year was $1.9. Um, so they may just say, hey, we're not going to tender you, but we want to bring you back. Um, <laughs> you know, here's what we're thinking. How do you feel about it? Do you want to see what the market has first and then come back to us if you don't find something you like? We'd like to have you back here. Something along those lines. But no, uh, I, I, I'm yeah, yeah. My my feeling is this: they need to get somebody in there to develop in the tight yes. end group, and uh, that's why I would be looking to to draft someone. I think the way the the NFL is is evolving right now, you need two running backs that you can depend yep. on. So you need a, a number one and a one A. Mm-hmm. You need two tight ends. You need Jesse James, and you need a, a Vance McDonald, mm-hmm. but you need to have two again available for every game. Yeah, and then you need to have three wide receivers. You need to have that kind of depth where you're you're solid, three deep at wide receiver, two deep at tight end, and two deep at, at running back. Uh, and I don't think the Steelers are there at running back. I think. They barely have it at tight end, and that's because of McDonald's health issues. Right. And they're not there at wide receiver because AB's leaving, apparently. So, yeah, you know well, where I'm at. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm with you. Um, and, and we just got a couple minutes left. I'm just going to throw some names at you here um, and, and just give me a, a quick quick thought. Um, Darius Hayward Bay. Bye. Yeah, I think the time has come there as well. Uh, McCullers. Uh, minimum salary uh, contract, bring him into camp. It, 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 nothing more, yeah. Uh, Justin Hunter. Uh, same thing, minimum salary contract, bring him into camp. Yep. Uh, Nate uh, Barry. Uh, Maybe minimum salary contract we're in the camp. And last but not least, Stevan Ridley. Uh, same deal. Minimum salary contract we're in the camp, just like he did last yeah. year. And then, hey, let's not forget Ryan Shazier and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, uh, I, I think we will definitely devote more time to both of those two individuals because uh, they will take more than just a couple of comments to discuss. And and I'll, I'll just briefly mention that, you know, who was it? The Jets today said something along the lines of, you know, yeah, we like them, but we're not going to break the bank for them type thing. Um, but, yeah, that is definitely to be covered um, on a on a show coming to you very, very soon. Um, I want to, uh, once again, thank our sponsors, uh, 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh and, uh, wish the best to, uh, Rick Holman, who Rick's probably up right now dining with all of the, uh, greats in the NFL. He'll be having lunch with them tomorrow. So why not have some drinks with them tonight? 
and in his quest to become uh, uh, a member of the Ford Fan Hall of Fame. So we'll let you know as soon as we can. But uh, for Ben, this is Steel Dad, and I am signing off from the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. And hey, no Steelers. <laughs>